Hi, and welcome to my podcast, The Only Girl on the Job Site. I'm glad you found me. I'm Renee Beery, and I love empowering women to take on home projects, both large and small. I have been the only girl on the job site for the past 27 years, and I have seen it all. The good, the bad, the ugly, and everything in between. With my help, I hope you will be able to avoid the mistakes I've seen in the past and go into your project confident and knowledgeable about the industry so that your project is as smooth and successful as possible. Hi, and welcome back to the podcast. I'm glad you're here. As this is the last week of 2020, I wanted to take a moment and reflect on that. I would say everyone would probably agree with me in thinking that 2020 is going to be marked as the year of loss. This could be a loss of a family member. This could be a loss of employment. This could be a loss of housing or a loss of food security. Or it could simply be, if you are fortunate, it could just simply be a loss of traditions and experiences that you had looked forward to. I have to admit, I don't often write down goals for the year, which I know is a no-no, but I did in 2020, and yet I had forgotten. I had done it in my notes in my iPhone, and I came across it about a month ago, and I clicked it open, actually not even remembering that it was there, and was amazed at how many items on this list weren't possible this past year because of the pandemic and not because I didn't want them to happen and not because I didn't put the time in, but that they simply weren't feasible. So what do we do with that? We, I think, learn, grow, and move on. I have friends who feel very stuck in the 2020 pandemic and all the loss that they have experienced. And and I'm I'm hoping that they will work through that and grow from it and learn from it. I know my family, we have already discussed at how much wonderful family time we had, and we didn't realize how much scrambling we did on weekends and after school. I have younger kids, and while we aren't what I call those parents that pack every sports team into our calendar, we did have some and they were all taken off. So my husband and I have already discussed that in 2021, we're going to truly evaluate something before we put it back in our calendar and our routine. And I challenge you to do the same. And that is even work. I know I work from home and I find that um, my separation of work and family life can get very blurry. And I realized that tremendously when the kids were home online at school, they would pop their head in my office and say, mom, you've you've been in here a long time and it's after hours. And sadly they were right. So I, I hope that everybody ends this year as peacefully as is possible for you and your circumstances. I do think that this time is also a great time to reflect and plan for the coming year. And If I'm listening to the news, it looks far more promising than 2020. So 
what do you do in my world as far as planning? I would say now is the perfect time to start planning if you're going to do a home renovation. Which project are you going to do? I don't know many people who only have one project that they either need or, and or more importantly, want to do. So I'm often confronted with a short, sometimes long list of projects. And they say, hey, Renee, what should I do? And in what order should I do it? And I always go back to, well, it depends. I will say that I tend to put projects in mainly three categories. The first category I would call an investment project. And by investment, of course, every project is an investment. But by investment project, I mean you are fairly confident that this is not your forever home. And you know that in order to sell your home for X dollars, you know that your 1990s kitchen needs to be updated. Maybe it needs to be gutted. Maybe just the bells and whistles need to be put in, whatever the case may be. I call those investment projects. They're not necessarily ones that you need to do to make it more functional or even that you care necessarily about, but that you are trying to achieve a certain level of value to your home. And I would say maybe half the projects we take on fall into that category. Now, I'm not a realtor, and some of my realtor friends might push back on me, but this advice actually had been given to me by a realtor. He told me once, he said, it breaks my heart, Renee, to see these people spend tens of thousands of dollars renovating their kitchen in order to sell it, and then they put it on the market two months later after finishing the work, and it sells right away. He said, it breaks my heart. They never even got to enjoy it, yet they spent all this money, which they did recoup, but they spent all this money, headache, and time putting this kitchen in. So he always told me he tries to advise people, if he hears far enough in advance, a five-year mark. So if you think you're going to sell your house in the next five years, then an investment project is a great idea. It doesn't necessarily mean a kitchen. It could be adding on a family room. It could be renovating bathrooms. It could be you know, a whole host of things that you and hopefully a realtor have worked through and advised you on. Again, I have clients who say, you know, Renee, what do you think I should do to sell this with the highest value? I'm not a realtor. I have a pretty good idea, but really that falls into a realtor's wheelhouse. And you should seek one out in your local area if you are questioning where's where's money better spent. The second category we always get involved with are pet projects. And I love pet projects. They usually fall into the completely, maybe not completely, but kind of the not necessary projects. That may be a splurge, meaning you have a great kitchen, but you want to add on a butler's pantry and or a wine cellar or a movie theater in your home. You know, these are things that obviously you don't have to have, but it's something you've always dreamed of. Sometimes it's a folly outside in the garden because we do get involved in some of those or a pool house because you've always had, you bought the house with a pool, but it didn't have a pool house. I call those pet projects. I've even been involved with one that basically created a a spa in the master bathroom. Is that necessary? No, of course not. You need a shower, a tub, toilet, sink. Those are necessary items, but to take it to the whole nother level with 
light therapy and bells and whistles everywhere you look, that I consider a pet project. I think they're fabulous. And often it's something that someone has dreamed of for years. So if you can take on a pet project, go for it. But here is my advice. Pet projects tend to cost a lot more money. And that's because you just have wild dreams. You've picked out magazine photos or pins on Pinterest. And often those items are big tickets. So I always caution people, really do your homework on the budget. Even talk to an architect, talk to an interior designer in your area, and really make sure you fully understand what the whole budget would look like. Reason being, I have been a part of pet projects where they didn't budget correctly and they had to cut corners. And to be fair, it broke my heart because you shouldn't be cutting corners on pet projects because they're not necessary for your everyday life. So if you're going to take on a pet project, I implore you to budget the right way. And that way the project actually will turn out and meet all of your dreams and expectations. The third category, and this is probably the other 45% of the projects, if pet projects are 5%, are what I call lifestyle projects. And lifestyle projects are, you do need to renovate your kitchen because it doesn't function for you. You may have purchased the house when you had no children. Now you have children and there's no family room. So you need to put on a small addition for that. Or you bought the house with young children. Now they're out of the house. You have rooms that you do not use anymore. You want to reconfigure them. Who knows? Maybe make a private library out of part of the family room for yourself for reading. Anything goes in this category, but they are typically something that will improve the way you use your home. And these are really common and quite frankly, can improve your lives and really make the way you use your home significantly better. And again, it comes down to budgeting. You want to make sure that you know what you are dreaming of and what those dreams will cost. The other thing to consider with what project you should be looking at in 2021 is timing. Timing is a, is a really critical part of any project. And, and quite frankly, I don't mean you're the timing of your contractor. I get involved in projects and clients will say, oh, well, I wanted to hire this company and they were available in February. So we're starting in February. And I will look at them and I say, well, does February work for you? And they kind of look back at me like, wait, I'm allowed to have an opinion? And I'm like, well, of course you are. You are the client. And people will do this. They think, oh, 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 this is the guy. I want to use him. And he's got time in February. I'll make it work. Well, that may work in when you agree in January. But then you need to look at the calendar and say, okay, he's projecting this project will take 10 to 12 weeks. So what does my life look like 10 to 12 weeks after February 1st when he's going to start my project? So what I tell people and caution them in advance is what is your family looking like? Is it, for instance, going to go over a spring break and you had planned to be away for 10 days? Now, if you've listened to my podcast in the past, you know that being on vacation during a project is not a wise decision. Now, sometimes it's inevitable, but it's really not a wise decision because you will be missed 
on these project meetings, something may come up. And while there, thankfully, technology has advanced where we can get you on a FaceTime or a Zoom call and you can be seeing something, it's not as ideal as you being there in person. Or if this contractor can start later in the spring and it's going to go straight through the summer, do you have school-age children who will be home all summer, hanging around the house when there's a massive construction project going on? I had one client whose children were in college, and she said to me, you know, I never thought about it, Renee, but really the only time I see my kids is over the summer. And here we are living in a construction site, and it's miserable. The kids don't want to be here. I'm seeing them less than I thought I would. And it really broke my heart because it never occurred to her that this project would impact her time with her children. Another is work. If you and your partner are working and you know that, say you're an accountant and you know crunch time is January through April, please don't start a construction project in, say, November, because it's going to be a mess. You're going to be a mess. You're going to be stressed out. Your life is going to be upended, regardless of the project. Even the smallest projects upend things and take extra time. So these are really critical pieces that people don't give enough thought to. And Again, it goes back to, well, Renee, he said he was available. Well, that's great. And of course, you should consider that as an option, but not a hard and fast must take. You can simply go back to him and say, listen, February doesn't work for me for these reasons. Can you tell me the next time you would be able to start the project? I think people feel like it may be a year out. It wouldn't necessarily take that way. What he is calculating are the projects that he is on and when they will be completed. Well, chances are that's a rolling clock, right? I mean, we don't all start projects January 1 and know that they're all going to finish on February 28. It just doesn't work that way. His projects are staggered start times, which means they're going to be staggered end times. So the other thing to consider is you are the client. A lot of people sort of give over that that role of being the client and allow the contractor to run the show. But what I'm hoping through these podcasts, through my other training is to empower you to know that you are on equal footing with this contractor, that you are a part of his team and therefore your opinions, your needs have equal value. If not more, in my opinion, you're paying the bills. So what does this mean as far as 2021? So you may have three or four projects on a short list and you're looking at them. Some of it can be your mindset. What can you mentally handle? We are coming out of a crazy, crazy year and it's not over come January 1st. So what does that mean? You can still do projects. Uh, we've been doing projects straight through the pandemic, but you, if you're completely stressed out for a variety of reasons, your kids are still home, online, schooling, you're working part-time, you're trying to manage and juggle all of these balls in the air, maybe you take on a small project. Maybe you mentally need to see some progress, but you just can't dig into whatever that big investment project is. Maybe it's gutting your kitchen or gutting a bathroom or putting a small addition on. That may just be way past your bandwidth capabilities right now. And that's okay. And quite frankly, it's a good thing that you recognize it 
and act accordingly. So maybe that's something like, you know what, this painting project that I wanted to take on, this room feels really dark and depressing now that we're in it all the time. This is what I want to do. Great. Call a painter. Get that set up. Trust me, there's still going to be mess. There's still going to be boxing everything up in the room, putting it somewhere safe, cleaning up after the painting project, putting away all the stuff. There's still a lot to be done and managed, but you get a small win that makes you feel good. And it, quite frankly, takes one thing off of your list. And I think we could all use a couple of things off our list. So the other you can do is start talking to contractors and architects, start your research. Say you want to take on a big project, but maybe you're going to do it towards the end of the year for a whole host of reasons that you have thought through, by the way, but maybe start the research. Maybe you start reaching out to architects in your area or builders in your area or interior designers in your area after the new year and say, hey, listen, this is what I have in mind. When can we set up calls to talk, you know, start going through. It takes a while to get your short list of contractors and then be interviewing each of your contractors. Same goes for the architects. It's the same process that we've talked about before. It's just different industries with under, under the umbrella of construction. So that gives you a little time. It takes a little pressure off you. If you think you're going to start a project you know, maybe fourth quarter of 2021, you start your research in January. This also will give you time to get your headspace in the right place. We've all been stressed out. We've all been cooped up in our homes. It will give you time to sort of breathe again. And I think as you go through the process of researching, which can be quite fun, if you're doing a kitchen, you can be online on tile stores and plumbing supplies and be looking at all these beautiful things and creating whatever dream it is you have. Can also, I think, boost boost your spirits and get you prepared mentally as well as financially for whatever project you have scheduled for later in the year. And I would be open and honest with everybody you reach out to and say, this is when I have it scheduled because it's possible that they may not have the time. And if that's the case, that's when you go back to reevaluating. Okay, this is the one guy I want to work with. And he told me he couldn't start until early 2022. Is that a deal breaker for me? It might not be. It might actually give you enough time to put all the pieces in place to get you started on the right foot. It may be a deal breaker. Then you go to your second guy that you fell in love with and go through the same process. This is when I'd like to start. Will you be able to? So as we wind down the year, I have to say I... While this is only my eighth episode, I'm just amazed that this is my eighth episode. And I know I've discussed this before, but I have countless blog post drafts in my computer files as I've always wanted to do this. I just didn't know the best way to give the information out. And while a blog is great, I just thought it wasn't right for me. I, as you can hear, am a talker, and I feel intonations and inflections are important to get true meanings across, because some of the material I go over is pretty nuts and bolts. It's not exactly the sexiest material that someone could cover, but what it can do is empower people, and it's just truly what I love to do. I love to see women 
feeling confident on a job site. And these are my clients. I empower them to make decisions on their own. I often give them parameters and guardrails and what I call controlled selections. But truly, the most successful projects are a collaboration. And you can't collaborate if you don't understand the game. And I don't mean that construction is a game, but you know what I mean. If you don't understand the many components to this industry, it's very hard to feel collaborative. So I'm hoping that this will spark some interest into digging out that list of projects that you've always wanted to tackle or new projects you just realized you needed to tackle now that we've all been stuck in our homes forever. And and really look at it with a fresh eye, with these parameters in place, going down the list, reorganizing the list, maybe striking some off the list. You know, if you're going to try and move next year, maybe now is not the time to do an investment project. You need to go back to the realtor and say, listen, I'm not going to do this kitchen. What can we sell the house for if I don't do it? It may not be as low as you think. I've had many realtors and quite frankly, I fall into this category myself. I would rather buy a home with a kitchen that really does need to be updated then purchase a home with an updated kitchen that isn't to my style. One, obviously, it's what I do for a living. And two, I married a man who feels if it's good enough, it's good enough. And he won't want to rip it all out simply because I don't like the materials that were used. So that's a little self-serving on my part. But you may be married to the same guy. So... This gives you that chance and these guidelines to go through your list, make sure that you are attacking the right projects at the right time with the right people. If you have any questions, once you start looking through your list and things don't seem to be making sense, you can always reach out to me. You can find me through DMs on social media. You can email me through my website. And we have some very exciting additional products coming in 2021 that may answer questions you don't even know you have. So until then, I hope you have a wonderful and healthy Happy New Year and the best celebration of New Year's Eve that you can wherever you're located in the country and or the world. And I really look forward to connecting with you again in 2021 and taking the year on by storm. Thank you so much for listening. Feel free to reach out to me. You can email me or direct message me through social media, and we can start a conversation about what it is you're going through right now. That will also help me come up with other ideas for future podcasts that I can share with everyone, as I assure you, we're all in the same boat together. I would really appreciate it if you would subscribe to my podcast and leave me a review. If you would like to find out more about me and what I can do, please go to my website, www.devignedesign.com. Thanks for listening and I hope to hear from you soon.